Good afternoon, everybody. It's not morning, it's afternoon. We're going to do the brief today, perhaps a little late, but is late better than never? No, early is on time, on time is late. So consider this a bonus. How's that? Whatever, Barry, do the news. Roger that. Listen, if you're new here, you know what to do. Do the YouTube things, ring the little bell icon, hit the subscribe button, thumbs up, comment for the algorithm, blah, 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 blah. If you're not new here, you know what to do. Share the show with somebody you love, please, and thank you. And, of course, comment for the algorithm. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by this little company that I own called RefugeMedical.com, the best gear on planet Earth to make sure that you don't become a statistic. Fair independent brief, 30 Goon 23, our last brief in the month of Goon. Can you believe it? I know. I know. We're going to talk about UPS strikes. We're going to talk about the next possible pandemic. More opinion and analysis than data on that one from me. And then we're going to do the uh, national intel. Aaron Cardoza, three check marks. Thank you. This brief has been fact-checked by Aaron Cardoza. He approves. Um, the month of Goon. Peace. Good riddance. Pride month, I'm no fan of. Have you guys seen these videos of these psychopathic pedophiles marching in the streets in their underwear, shaking their junk in front of children? I would just like to be on record as saying their foreheads should be cavitated without prejudice and certainly without any type of conviction. I'm just, ah, you know, well, that sounds hateful. All right, fine. I hate that shit. I hate it. King David said in the Psalms, do I not hate what you hate with a righteous hatred? And the answer to that is, yeah, 100%. Amen. Let it be so. Those pieces of shit should look like the T-1000 and Terminator 2 when the 40 millimeter grenade, 40 millimeter grenade gets lobbed into his face. <laughs> Just like that. All right. Now that I got that off my chest, my big fluffy hairy chest, bare independent brief 30, goon 23. By the way, I might be a little heat strokey. The largest single employer strike in American history now appears inevitable, said Teamsters General President Sean M. O'Brien. Sounds like a Mexican guy. United Postal Service, UPS, the big brown trucks, and the Teamsters Union are at an intense standoff. And UPS has until this Friday to improve their offer or risk a strike by the 1st of August. So we have about a month before the brown shirts go on strike. Clearly, such a massive widespread strike would mean a significant disruption for the American supply chain. Let's not forget, remember UPS's shenanigans of like, hey... By the way, um, oh, you're a firearms company. We might just happen to like take your packages, open them up. If we don't agree with what's in them, we're just going to take the contents and destroy them. Remember that? What was that about six months ago? I don't know, Big Brown. Maybe, maybe reconsider. Maybe understand who your audience is. Right? So this is the problem that we have with monopolies. And I'm not saying that UPS is a true monopoly, but when you coalesce power into the hands of a few they are less responsive to the cries of the many, right? We're actually going to talk about that later in the brief, that concept. 
The last time drivers went on strike was 1997, and one driver from New Hampshire has said that drivers are feeling similarly now as they were then. Unfortunately, package delivery is bigger now. Unfortunately, UPS has a bigger package now. Much, much bigger package now. So the consequences of a similar strike today would be far more impactful. There is no way that private and public competitors could ever absorb all 20 million packages that pass through UPS hands every day. Every day, 24 million packages at its max on average 20 million packages a day. That's a lot of packages, but it is Pride Month. So there's lots of packages everywhere. On a positive note, this would also spell big hurt for the company. So UPS should be relatively willing to negotiate. Vice President of Transportation, Infrastructure, and Supply Chain Policy at the Commerce of Chamber of Commerce, John Drake, commented, quote, it always gets ugly at the end, but that doesn't mean things are going to fall apart, end quote. Still, there needs to be a better offer on the table as of Friday, today. In the words of the Teamsters spokesperson, Kara Dennis, quote, if not, there absolutely will be a strike, end quote. Now, here's where I admit my biases. On the one hand, yes, laissez-faire capitalism, right? UPS, stop sucking shit. Your people will stop revolting and uh, you can get back to business as usual. On the other hand, input costs are way, way up, way, way up. As we're going to see, we're going to talk about the American economy here in this next segment. Um, labor costs are going up significantly, not because the laborers aren't due their fair wage. They are. That's Torah. But because of Biden inflation and uh, the central banks, the Illuminati, you know, the reptilian overlords, the ones that are actually wearing those masks that are shaped like Biden heads, those people, they're, you know, driving the inflation up. On the other hand, admitting my biases, I own several companies, one of which is Refuge Medical, and we ship a lot of packages every day, not like Pride Month packages, but like actual value packages. Although if I could, I'd be lopping off Pride Month packages like the Hill of Foreskins. Anybody here read the Old Testament? How about the, the Hill of Pride Month packages? You know what I mean? You know, it's right next to a rock pile, conveniently. Yeah, we had, uh, we had the city planner put that in action. Uh, but we ship a lot of packages with Refuge Medical and the idea of one of our prime carriers that I will admit sucks shit. Um, not being open for business, that's not going to be awesome. So I do hope they resolve that by August. Now, on the fourth hand, unions really... Now, I, I get it like a hundred years ago when eight-year-olds were in the coal mine digging oily rocks out of the face of the coal mine with their bare hands working 16-hour days, or we had a toddler up at the top of the interstate building over there in New York City pounding rivets in with a 12-pound sledgehammer. I get it. Like There were, there were good reasons to um, organize, unionize labor a eh, hundred years ago, and at times eh, in the not-so- distant past there's been the occasional good reason to have a labor union but now now eh, i don't know the ac said at 72 instead of 69 we're going to revolt 
meh, eh, mm, eh, I don't know. And less to do with the people inside of the union, more to do with the union leadership. Let's be honest. Take your dues, deliver very little value to you as the actual member of the union, and then use your money to fund Democratic uh, candidates who enact all types of socialism and tyranny here in the United States of America. Not a huge fan of any of that. So now that you know my biases, man, shit, we'll see what happens. We got till August 1st to find out. Zooming out for a better view of the overall American economy, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, which is funny because they're not actually federal. It's a private institution and they have no money, actual money in reserve. But, you know, it's a standard communist trait. You name things the opposite of what they are, like Planned Parenthood. There's nothing planned about Planned Parenthood. Come on. It's eugenics. Uh, Margaret Sanger, that was her name. Epic racist eugenics. You know where she got her idea from? A little thing called the Nazi Party over there in Germany during the 30s and the 40s. But that's okay. So they're so good. They're so good for the minority populations here in the United States of America. Good at what? You know, it's a rare day when Bear agrees with the words of Kanye West. But he said, and I agree, that statistically the most dangerous place for a black man to be is in his mother's womb. Oof. Mic drop. How did we get to Margaret Sanger? Anyway, zooming out for a better view of the overall American economy, the Fed. Oh, that's right. Bird walked from the Fed all the way to Kanye West. The Federal Reserve has hiked rates 10 consecutive times, only 10 times, from almost nothing to over 5%. Inflation has lessened officially from 9% down to officially 4%. Insert LOL here. The target is 2%. Mm, best of luck. And the Federal Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, has said that two more rate increases are expected this year to help reach that goal. Sweet. So we'll have a dozen rate hikes. That should be fine. Should be fine. Who cares? Hey, have you bought eggs lady? L lately? They're $87 a dozen. A pint of milk, 14 doll hairs. Sounds a lot like uh I will exchange you a wheelbarrow full of cash during the Weimar Republic for a loaf of bread. Mm, no, no, good. Thanks. Got literally more wheat than I know what to do with. Praise the most high. This last stretch could be particularly challenging because of the labor market. As workers demand higher compensation to mitigate the effects of inflation, businesses may pass those costs on to consumers, keeping the hamster wheel of inflation running high. So, okay, officially inflation's down, but input costs are way, way, way up to the moon, Alice, which means when you go to buy something from the grocery store or hopefully from the local mom and pop shops that you guys support out there in real world America or from Bezos's fifth yacht or wherever, wherever you go and do commerce, the price that you pay could still be exorbitantly high regardless of where the air quote real inflation number is per the Fed because the input costs for those businesses are sky high as well because of the inflation rate, regardless of the Fed. That's a very advanced concept, economics. You wouldn't understand. It's like, you know what I understand? You either have money or you don't. If you don't have money, you don't spend it. If you have money, you could spend it. And if you have money and you could spend it, you should spend it on things you need first rather than things that you want. And if you do that, 
and you take 10% of that and you give it to the creator because all this shit belongs to him anyway. And then you take another 10 or 15% of that and you put it somewhere, whether it's in a coffee can in your backyard or silver in a, a treasure chest that you hide, I don't know, in the trunk of your car or a bank or whatever you're into, you invest it. Uh, and then you live on the other 75%. You know what happens? Hmm. When the tax man comes to town, you get to keep all your shit. If you own a business, you don't miss three payments in a row and then have to go bankrupt. It's it's a very basic concept that apparently everybody in America has forgotten about over the last hundred years. When was the Fed installed? Is it nineteen seventeen? Last hundred and six years ish. Gosh, I apologize. I am super hardcore ADD today. I'm all over the place. Drink water, Roger. That. Look at the chat. Will do. Adrian Mendoza. Hola, Oso. Como esta, Adrian? Bien? Bien. Nineteen thirteen, I think. Says Gun Girl Prepper. What's up, Gun Girl Prepper? You have a channel, don't you? I think I've seen you on YouTube before. Share Bear says nineteen thirteen. Well, the eyes have it, and the mouths of two or three let a thing be established. Unfortunately, it appears that the current historic swell of distressed companies, this is important, listen to this, could, quote, worsen the fallout, according to the Fed, of the inflation battle currently being waged by the Federal Reserve as rates become too high for these companies to continue doing business. Now, remember, immediately post, to borrow the phrase from my brother Rex, the Charlie Victor one niner. immediately after that, what happened? A bunch of people were told, your jobs are non-essential. Remember that? Might have been you. I know it was me, according to the Fed. You're non-essential. You don't get to go to work. You don't get to earn a paycheck. You don't get to feed your family. Why? Uh, well, a couple of things happened from that. One, a slew, like 40% of small businesses went out of business because they weren't allowed to do commerce, which did what? coalesced power, authority, money to these much larger corporations, which, as we know, thanks to the World uh, World Economic Forum, their CEI, DEI, ESG, all that crap, their financing is dependent upon these larger companies like Target, Anheuser-Busch, etc., is dependent upon those companies adhering to these woke bullshit ideologies that the bankers, BlackRock, anybody, are pushing. So that happened. Well, we'll come to point number two in a minute. So right now, the Federal Reserve is saying debt-dependent businesses, debt-dependent businesses, like the business has debt, are in for a rough time and are fully expected to continue tightening operations and stalling expansion as the cost of borrowing escalates and inflation continues. What are the numbers exactly? Researchers with the U.S. Central Bank wrote in a recent report that around 37% of firms could potentially default in the next few months, specifically because of monetary policy. So over the next few months, let's say by the end of Q4, by uh, the new year, Another 37% of small businesses could go out of business. Thank you, Watson McGregor, for the super chat. 
because they're dependent upon debt and they can't get the financing that they need debt because of the Federal Reserve's monetary policies, which does what? Continues to centralize, to coalesce power around a handful of companies, agencies, organizations. Hmm. Hmm. The rich rule over the poor and a borrower is slave to the lender. Where have I heard that from? Somewhere. They are pulling the rug, says Gray Mouse. I agree. I agree. So uh, that's the written brief. We're going to look at uh, where to go. The next pandemic. Um, and again, this is going to be almost entirely opinion and analysis when we do. But before we do that, I want to warn you that what's today? Friday. Tomorrow night after sundown, an email is going to go out to everybody who's on. Thank you, Big Timber. To everybody who's on the refuge email list. And it's going to be featuring this kit right here. This is the adventure kit at a greatly reduced price. Made in America. Look at it. It's bursting at the seams with life-saving capability at a greatly reduced price. And if you're on Patreon right now, it's already at that greatly reduced price on the website. And you can use your Patreon discount and get an insane deal on an adventure kit. So just letting you guys know, tomorrow, uh, I don't know, approximately, Josh Davey, appreciate you, bro, 24, 32 hours from now, approximately 32 hours from now, that email is going to go out, they're going to sell out, it's going to be weird. So if you want to get a jump on that, the pricing is already updated in the store today, and if you use your Patreon code, you're getting like a significant amount off on adventure kits, which of course are the kits you need for life. Boo-boos, broken bones, bullet holes, covers all of that. Uh, so check that out at, at Refuge Medical, the adventure kit. Let's go look at this article over here from newswise.com. Full disclosure, I was listening to the Wright Report podcast this morning with Brian Dean Wright, former CIA officer, and he brought this up and I was like, Dang, hadn't heard about that. So I did some digging of my own. This thing's fascinating. Freaky, scary, fascinating. Newswise, scientists from Lund University in Sweden collaborated with microbiologists in Ukraine. And where? Microbiologists in Ukraine to investigate bacterial resistance in war-wounded patients treated in hospitals. The findings, recently published in the Lancet Infectious Diseases, which, by the way, all the articles are bought and paid for in The Lancet. It's a huge Ponzi scheme. Like, you can get anything you want in The Lancet. I could get an article printed in The Lancet that says you should eat Spyderco knives. They're good for you. They reduce the glycemic impact of um, simple carbohydrates on your blood sugar. I could get that article published in The Lancet for about $250,000. That's how it works. Just so we're all on the same page. But anyway, published in The Lancet, indicate that a significant number of patients were afflicted with bacteria displaying an exceptionally high level of antibiotic resistance. Relatively short article. I'll read it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven paragraphs, and they're short. Professor Christian Riesbeck, an expert in clinical bacteriology, big word, at Lund University expressed astonishment at the resistant nature of bacteria encountered despite his extensive experience with patients and bacterial infections, he admitted that he had never encountered such resilient bacteria before. Hmm. Hmm. 
just put your thinking caps on for this one. And hopefully uh, your thinking caps are made out of tinfoil. According to Riesbeck, there was no hesitation in extending assistance when Dr. Alexander Nazarchuk, a microbiologist at the University of Venistia, Ukraine, reached out for help. The urgency in Ukraine necessitated an evaluation of the extent of antibiotic resistance among severely injured patients in hospitals. Beyond the human suffering inflicted by the war in Ukraine, an invisible battle against resistant bacteria is being waged. This reality was brought to light as Christian Riesbeck and his team examined samples from critically wounded patients, many of whom suffered from burn injuries. These patients contracted infections while hospitalized. So the infection is in the hospital, primarily due to overwhelmed wards and devastated infrastructure. A total of 141 individuals affected by the war, including 133 adults with war-related injuries and eight infants diagnosed with pneumonia were included in the study. These patients were admitted to three different hospitals in Ukraine where they underwent emergency surgeries and received intensive care to manage their conditions. These findings revealed a concerning trend among the collected samples. Numerous gram-negative bacteria demonstrated resistance to broad-spectrum antimicrobial agents, including recently developed enzyme-inhibiting antibiotics that have yet to be released on the market. Mm, experimental drugs. Alarmingly, nearly 10% of the samples contained bacteria that exhibited resistance even to colostin, which is considered to be a last-resort antibiotic. This level of resistance had not been witnessed on such a scale before, although similar cases have been observed in India and China. Remarkably, 6% of all samples contained bacteria resistant to every antibiotic tested. Remarkably, 6% of all samples contained bacteria resistant to every antibiotic tested. Christian Riesbeck emphasized the critical challenges posed by resistant bacteria during the times of war. He expresses particular concern regarding the resistance observed in Klebsiella pneumonia bacteria as they can cause severe illness even in individuals with healthy and fully functional immune systems. A bacteria that causes respiratory issues that cannot be stopped and has been tested to be resistant to every antibiotic including the last resort antibiotic, colostin, in Ukraine, where there's biolabs, where NATO is, funded through the Democrats, who are friends with China, who released the last one. Like I said, you're going to need some tinfoil for this. The unexpectedly high levels of resistance in Klebsiella pneumoniae are a cause for great worry. <laughs> While isolated cases with similar resistance have been reported in China, hmm, the magnitude of the situation in Ukraine surpasses anything observed before. While many countries are providing military aid and resources to Ukraine, it is equally crucial to assist in addressing this ongoing crisis. The risk of further spread of resistant bacteria is evident, posing a significant threat to the entire European region according to Christian Riesbeck's remarks. Now, I'm not asking you to lose your shit over this, but I am asking you to just, like I said, put your thinking cap on. 
Perry Ballabuster said, said, are you saying we should probably stockpile? Yeah. Yep. I'm also saying subject to change at any moment. If that stuff comes here, if that stuff comes to Oklahoma, homeboy, I am locking my gate. And there's been a lot of um, chatter, a lot of talk about this. Andy Frazella from Real AF Podcast is one of the people who's been talking about this, saying that the first air quote pandemic was a faint and everybody who denied the science right us all the all the crazy people when the second one comes it's actually deadly they will turn and point to us and say see you are a grandma killer see you are a baby killer we gotta lock these people up they're dangerous hmm i'm not saying that this klebsellia panomae or whatever it is is the next pandemic I'm saying that I find it really interesting that in Ukraine, where we know there are biolabs, the war injured in hospitals are somehow becoming infected with a bacteria that is resistant to all, all, not most, all known ways that we have to do with bacteria, all antibiotics, all of them can't stop it. And it's infectious and it's a respiratory disease and it's in Ukraine, which is being funded by the Democrats who we know are friends with China, 10% for the big guy. By the way, did you see the Pentagon today said that, oh, totally not spy baroon. A spy, no, no spy. A passer, no information about the China. No, no broke, or broke, or no work, or very broke. I never pass the information. You see that report? Had the capability to uh, scoop up Wi-Fi signals and cell signals and GPS signals and radar imagery and topography and visual imagery and audio listening devices. It had all that on it. But somehow, it didn't transmit at all. At all. It didn't transmit at all. And it was never actually intended to fly over the United States. It just caught a certain headwind and ended up flying over Maelstrom Air Force Base in western Montana. Or wherever it is. Somewhere in Montana. Uh, where it was visually observed making figure eights over the target. Because that's what the winds do up there. But the, the Pentagon is saying, oh, nothing to see here. Totally not a spy baroon. So we know 10% for the big guy that our leadership is corrupted and bought and paid for by those people over there. <laughs> you heathen, you said those people. Yes, I did. By those people over there, bought and paid for. And now all of a sudden there's an actually deadly, or at least initial reports are actually deadly, respiratory disease that can't be stopped how coincidental how like hmm hmm things that make you say hmm what a coincidence free hat in every box of tinfoil that is correct i'm not saying it's the next pandemic that's why the title said the next pandemic question mark Gosh, dang, that just seems like way too coincidental, doesn't it? 
Oh, and what else happens to be coming up pretty soon here in the United States of America? I don't know. An air quote election in 2024? You guys tracking on that? Oh, no, no, no. And Zelensky just shut down the elections due to the war. Well, I don't know if we can even have elections. This new respiratory disease is so infectious that if people stand in line for the polls, they're guaranteed certain they're going to drop dead. It's a bit sus, says Kermode. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's just a bit sus, isn't it? It's just way too convenient. There's way too many overlapping circles of conspiracy on that one off time so we need to vote by mail sure sure most popular president in history 81 million votes 12 people came to your rally but 81 million votes oh it's kl in the chat what's up kl across the table with bob what's up bro sorry i've not been looking at the chat at all at all now bonus intel sent in by the Bear Nation, that's y'all. You send these reports to intel at bearindependent.com. If you can't spell intel at bearindependent.com, you have self-selected out from your ability to be able to provide intelligence to the Bear Nation. Uh, also, if you send things like, Bear has to watch this video, not only will I not watch that video, you'll also get blocked. Like, things that you've seen with your own eyes and your own ears, that's intel. Everything else is hearsay, all right? Okay, Bear. All right, cool. Bonus Intel, 30 Goon 23. These are all quotes. I'm not going to say quote over and over again, okay? Okay, dear. My partner at work has two younger brothers in the Navy. One is at sea. The other is stationed in San Diego, which I believe means a whale's vagina, if I'm remembering correctly. Stationed in San Diego. San Diego, brother, is being deployed on shorter notice than normal to a new ship that can land tanks and deploy helicopters. He asked my buddy here in Arizona to come and evacuate, their words, evacuate his three small children on Thursday. Evidently, he is not the only San Diego-based seaman to be doing this. His regular destroyer often cruises alone. This new-to-him vessel will be accompanied. He said Virginia and San Diego are no-goes for families until further notice. Super interesting. Ryan, the eating warrior, working in the intelligence community, has taught me there's no such thing as coincidences. Precisely, homeboy. Thanks for the $5 bill. Appreciate it. Next, Western New York air quality status is unhealthy due to Canada fires. DEC, Department of Environmental Collusion, Corrections, Coercement, I don't know. DEC claims, quote, Benzene and formaldehyde are particulated in all New York State air. That's, it's, that's good for you, right? The good news is um, benzene, so you can be a rocket, bro. You can, you're a rocket man. You can launch right to Mars and get into Elon's colony that quick. And you'll be perfectly preserved when you get there due to the formaldehyde. Like, very few things to worry about with this. Bill Atkins, bless you. Thank you. Benzene and formaldehyde are particulated in all New York State air. Visibility from my eyes is one-eighth of a mile. Heavy, thick, fog-like smoke and smell. I am working in it. Praise Yah. Well, I hope Yah keeps you from becoming a rocket ship that flies to Mars and perfectly preserved in formaldehyde. That would be terrible. 
And last, I work for Class 1 Railroad. And in the last month, we have been putting hundreds of boxcars and lumber cars into long-term storage. In my dozen years working in this industry, I haven't seen anything like this before. Only auto rack and frack sand cars that have gone into long-term storage. So, you heard it here first, boxcars and lumber cars going into long-term storage. Indicator. I smoked two packs of Canadian fire smoke today, said a pissed off American. Well, it should have at least been like a Perdomo Maduro 10 year anniversary or like a tobacco special red eye or, you know, AJ Fernandez ruination warhorse cut, something like that. All right, that's the official brief for today. If you're one of those people that jumps off when it's time to discuss the value exchange, you know what to do. Be feet, skedaddle, get out of here. Have a blessed day. Shalom. Shalom. I met a guy from Boston today. I hadn't heard in that accent in like, I don't know how long, like 20 years. For everybody else, we are going to discuss uh, what today is probably a pitiful value exchange because I'm pretty sure I'm heat stressed. Oofta! Patreon.com had a video up this morning called Honoring a Bad Father. Honor thy mother and father, right? Well, what if your father is a bad one? Um, based upon the 22 comments that I saw in that video the last time I checked, apparently that one hit close to home for a lot of people. So if you're <laughs> Stephen Piru, still sounds the same. Thanks, bro. I guess I just feel a little loosey-goosey today. Um, so if you're on Patreon, go check that out. Uh, apparently, it's a very good video. If you're not on Patreon, you know what to do. Links in the description for all this stuff. It's five freaking doll hairs, man. Braincat said, join Patreon if you haven't already. Right? Perry said, drink. Yes, ma'am. On it. I Refuge Medical. This company. This one. This is this is the one that I own. Um. Adventure Kits, I told you there's going to be an email blast going out uh, tomorrow night at sundown featuring the Adventure Kit, and it's at a greatly reduced price. I think it would be funny AF if there were none left when that email goes out. Now, the lady who does our email blast would probably be pretty mad at me uh, for telling you guys early, but, you know, what's a little inner office rivalry, you know? Let's see what we can do. This is the Adventure Kit. There are not many kits. And this one is not mine. This one has to go back into inventory so that you guys can buy it. It's This bag is made in America. It's guaranteed forever. Uh, it has the best top-notch components on it. It comes in all the, the cool colors. Red for normal civilian people, firefighters, EMS, law enforcement. Um, and then for cool guys, you know, you got your OD green. You got your multi-cam. Uh, it also comes in black. Do that. That's what metal hardware sounds like. Real metal hardware. Hear that? Uh, it's Molly compatible. If you're crazy enough to strap this to your kit, you could do that. I've seen people strap these to their stomp bags. It can be done. It's also got all the bar tack Molly on the bottom. If you want to lash it or lash something to it or whatever, uh, you know, for your kayak, for your Jeep. I have the original Adventure Kit 1.0, the first one on top of my fridge in my house and um, i've rendered a lot of aid with it usually to myself sometimes to the sheep occasionally to somebody else in my family 
And the cool thing about the adventure kit is that it does all the things, y'all. Bullet holes, broken bones, band-aids. So we unzip like so. Flop this down. And also, you can get the bag-only option on the website. It's uh, it's an awesome bag. Like, it's a really cool bag. There's some, some features in here knowing that some people would want the bag-only option. For example, these back pockets here. There's two pockets right here. Each pocket is spaced to hold two AR-15 magazines or one SR-25 pattern magazine. What a coincidence. Who'd have thought? So... Eh, screw it. It's FAFO Friday. We're going to go through it. First thing I come to, 5x9s, nasal pharyngeal airway, and two chest seals. Okay? So this is an airway respiratory module right here for puncture wounds to the pleural space. Oh, an SK6 surgical kit with 20 sutures and scalpels and tweezers and hemostats and surgical drapes and curlics rolled gauze and uh small gauze and all that stuff like a, a full-blown actual surgical kit right there look it's like real real sutures in it real ones ace bandage you know you got a trip and fall your ankle hurts you there you go what do we got here loperamide this is how you don't poop yourself to death this is an anti-diarrheal and then benadryl this is so you don't die of anaphylaxis or if you get hives or whatever. A sharp shuttle, you know, for your needles, uh, syringes, whatever you may have. So you got a sharp shuttle here. But wait, there's more. A gauze pack, two by twos, four by fours, five by nines, iPads, and eye shields. All of your OTC wipes. All, look at, like, well, the kit I got came with four of them. Dude. Dude, BZK towel, towelettes, burn gels, uh, uh, povidone iodine, rubbing alcohol, all that stuff in here. Oh, look, a Sam splint, 36 inch. You can make a C collar with this. You can broken bones. You can take your shears and cut the end off if you got a busted finger or a toe like I do. I got a broken toe right now. A set of shears. Real ones, listen. That's how you know they're not trash. Coban, cohesive bandage, sticks to itself. If you're one of those few people that is allergic to the adhesives that are in um, like Band-Aids and medical tape, Coban will not give you that allergic reaction. But if it did, you got some Benadryl. Uh, it sticks to itself, not to you. Good stuff, also known as vet wrap. Now, what's in these back pockets over here? Oh, look, a real Committee on TCCC recommended windless tourniquet, the soft tea. Wow, a real one. Not a rat's, not a, some other pretend type of tourniquet. A real freaking tourniquet that actually works and has tens of thousands of applications in a combat zone. Hmm, imagine that. An Olay's pressure bandage. But wait, there's more. These pressure bandages are phenomenal. They're big. That's why we don't include them in the smaller kits because they're bulky, but they're great. Because in here is a pressure bandage and a sheet of plastic that can be used as a chest seal and an eye cup 
for another eye shield if you need it. And gauze for wound packing. All right here inside of this bandage. They're they're phenomenal. Oh, but wait, there's more. An S-Mark bandage. Basically a SWAT T stretch wrap and tuck tourniquet. But bear, there could have been oh, a Sharpie. So you can draw, you know, egregious things on people's foreheads. A trauma pack. Gloves. Mylar blanket, triangle bandage, rolled gauze, curlex, compressed gauze for wound packing, quick clot for wound packing, two by twos, four by fours, five by nines, fold flat duct tape, all inside of here. But th that could impose. Oh, holy shit. Look, some burn shield burn dressings. These are excellent burn dressings. Me and Bob were like throwing burn dressings at each other at the shop the other day for testing purposes, of course. So. You know, a pretty good kit, but oh, there's a whole nother pocket. But wait, flip this around. Look, there's another pocket right here. What could be in here? All of your OTC meds, Motrin, aspirin, etc. And not one or two, a bunch of them. But I don't know, Bear. I don't know if I can go out there. It's 113 degrees outside. So try oral salts so that you don't dehydrate and die. You got a boo-boo? How about some splinter out? So you get the splinters out, which, of course, would require some triple antibiotic ointment. And then what are we going to put on top of that? Oh, look, Band-Aids. We're going to fix that with a Band-Aid because we can. Oh, it's a big boo-boo. How about a whole bunch of Steri strips right here for wound closure? Yep, the big ones and the little ones for wound closure in case you don't feel like getting surgical with your SK-6 surgical kit. And then, of course, we've also got hydrocortisone cream in case you get a little bit itchy. We've got some glucose. If you're having a diabetic issue right here, if you got a low blood sugar thing going on, we've got a package of glucose. And we've got tape, duct tape, and one-inch medical tape. And certainly, last but not least, more gloves because if it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. Now, I'm going to make a minion from Refuge Medical come here and pick up all of these things and repack this kit because now the bag's actually empty. So the question really is, you know, when somebody you love is injured, maybe even in the process of dying, and you need to prevent them from dying by rendering aid, oh, yeah, and 100% made in the United States of America, guaranteed forever bag, top-notch quality. I can't even get to the mouse on my computer anymore. I've got too much stuff. Do you want price or do you want performance? I'll be the first one to tell you our stuff's not cheap. You're damn right it's not cheap. We take pride in what we do. I don't price point bullshit our first aid kits because I want them to work. That's why there's 81 people who are still alive, praise to the most high, because we showed up for work, because our kits actually save lives. There's a trend. There has been a trend in the emergency medical equipment industry for years to commoditize first aid kits. That's retarded. Why would you do that? If you're going in for surgery, do you want the best surgeon or the cheapest surgeon? You know what you call a guy who got a 65 on the doctor test? You call him doctor. I want the A plus guy. I want to know that I'm going to wake up after the anesthesiologist puts me to sleep, right? I want the best. And so what we've done at Refuge is we have built the best kits. And then we strive 
through economy of scale to be able to get them to you at the most affordable prices that we can. We have incredibly low markup on our kits. So that's the adventure kit. Dak Daniels depends on who you ask, Bear. That's correct. Well, our clients, which by the way are clients for life, I've heard that hundreds of times. Our clients are people who are willing to, to see the value in what we do. Stop commoditizing a life-saving industry that is retarded. South Plains Prepper, I appreciate you. Thank you. Stop commoditizing a life-saving industry. That shit's retarded. And I refuse to play the race to the bottom game. I will never do business based on price and price alone. Because if it doesn't work, I'm criminally negligible in selling you a kit that will not save your life. Oh, but I got a really nice profit out of it. Bullshit. So there's our ethos in a nutshell. Refugemedical.com. You can check us out. Go get yourself an adventure kit uh, with the already marked down price. Plus, if you're on Patreon, use your promo code. You're getting a significant amount off on this kit. Yeah, I think it'd be funny AF if the newsletter lady are out and there's no kits left. I think that'd be really funny. So right, I move some of this stuff so I can at least get to the mouse. This is not how you pack this, by the way. If somebody at an organization packed this kit like this, they would last all of about 10 minutes. That's, it doesn't even have all the stuff in it, and it's still like overflowing shears there's the shears okay that's refuge medical of course everything is hsa and fsa approved we make everything here in the united states of america it's guaranteed forever it's the kind of first aid kit that when you die your grandchildren will be fighting over who gets it okay that's how long it's going to last and if it doesn't you send it to me and i'll replace it at no cost to you no questions asked <laughs> you're fired thanks badger Refuge training. All right, you got the stuff. Do you know how to use the stuff? Refugetraining.com. Ongoing classes in eastern Oklahoma. Don't be an ass. Come to class, man. It's a blast. Don't be an ass. Come to class. Um, responder one, responder two, responder three. March algorithm, massive bleeding, airway, respiratory, circulation, head injury, hypothermia, everything else. That's responder one. Responder 2, CPR, AED, an introduction to scenario-based training. Responder 3, 10-hour think Tough Mudder slash Spartan Race slash Force on Force slash Tactical Medicine with individual and team scenarios to train you up in the way that you should go when there's an emergency so that you don't suck shit when the emergency happens. So, got the kit, says Carl S. Awesome. Stephen Piru says, it's a blast. Yeah, you've been to two essential responders, homie. Like, that's awesome. It's so good, some people take it twice. It's a blast. So, refugetraining.com. Come to class, man. You're going to love it. Lastly, but certainly not leastly, Grindstone Ministries, Whiskey with Bear. W-H-I-S-K-E-Y with Bear.com, July 16th. Uh, it's like three weeks away. We're going to be in Dallas, Tejas, and um, going. that's our gala. That's our fundraising event for Caleb House, which is our juvenile human trafficking survivor restoration facility, a.k.a. a place where we put broke kids back together again after making sure the bad shit happens to the bad people that broke them in the first place. 
Gets me every time. This shit is an abomination, and I am so tired of people just sitting by and doing nothing about it. And I'm so tired about the people who are raising awareness for the cause. Nine out of $10 in the United States of America spent on anti-human trafficking is spent on awareness. I don't know how many thousands of people have told me, Barry, you got to go see Sound of Freedom. With all due respect, sir or madam, I live it. I don't have to go see it. I watched the trailer and was 0.0% surprised. To be frank, that's a mild case that they made a movie out of. Somebody needs to do something. So we are doing everything that we can. And I am unashamed to tell you it's expensive AF. But I'm not building a building. We are building a future for these children who have had shit done to them that if you heard one story from one child that we've rescued, you wouldn't sleep for a month. Ask me how I know. By the grace of the Most High, we've got two dozen of them. And he has in his mercy, provided everything we've needed to this point, inexplicably. Safe houses and rental vehicles and security personnel and trauma therapists and food, clothing, water, shelter, education, medical needs. But there are more out there. There are more out there that I know of and I don't have a place for them. So I have to build this place. I have to. I don't have to do this brief. I don't have to talk about refuge medical or refuge training. I don't have to make Patreon videos. I don't even have to go to tornadoes or grindstone, but I have to build Caleb House. That is a non-negotiable between me and the father. And I am not too proud to tell you I need every damn ounce of help that I can get. There are days I am losing my ever-loving mind on this side of the camera because of this situation. And those of y'all who help us do what we do, support us, Thank you is too cheap. There's no way to adequately convey the love that I have for you. We'd be dead in the water without you. And those of you who have heard this same conversation a thousand times, leave. If you don't feel convicted to observe the biblical command to forsake not the widow and the orphan if you don't understand that it is righteousness to hate abomination you're not going to fit in around here you should probably go somewhere else and if that hurts your little feelings tough shit buttercup I need all the help I can get. 
And instead of throwing some big gay Pride Month gala where we got all dressed, hang out in a swanky spot and sip champagne, we're going to do what we do. We're going to eat meat. We're going to sip some whiskey and maybe smoke a cigar, tell old stories, fellowship, and hang out in an intimate scene. And maybe, maybe that'll help move the needle. If it doesn't, I don't know what the hell else to do. I'm not taking money from the federal government because I will not bend the knee to their woke ideological bullshit. I'm not taking money from the states because they don't know what the hell they're doing. I'm not taking money from DHS because depending on the day, I don't know if they, they're helping or hurting the situation. I have put, I don't know how much of my own personal money out of my wallet into this fight. I tie that a refuge to this. I don't know what else to say. You're either convicted to help or you're not. Some days, it feels really damn lonely on this side of the camera. So again, to those of y'all who do help, those of y'all who keep us covered in prayer, who donate your time, who donate materiel, who donate cold hard cash, thank you. I don't ever wanna sound like I'm begging, but shit, I don't know what the hell else to do. Yaws will be done. I'm gonna build Caleb houses. One, and then two, and then five, and then 16, 27, and 133, and then somewhere around Caleb house four. If we haven't put a dent in this ridiculous global pedophilia movement, I don't know. That's what I got for y'all today. I appreciate y'all. Have a blessed day of prep. I'm out. Shalom.